Hello and welcome to the next edition of the 13th Hour Podcast. This is your host, Joshua Blum, and today is episode 437, and it's actually the Christmas episode because it is coming out on Christmas Day. Not sure that's ever actually happened before, but this year Christmas falls on a Monday. Podcasts come out on Monday. We decided to do a special episode. Joining me is Adam Crone, AC, toy design been on this show many, many times before, and we're actually watching a film that I had never seen before, and it's Jingle All the Way from 1996 with Arnold Schwarzenegger. We've watched a number of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, and and uh, this one is a new one for me, as I mentioned. It's also a slightly different one in that it's a comedy, and uh, it it has plenty of Arnold action in it, I, w- I will say, but it, it's, it's, it's meant for more of a family crowd, and uh, I quite enjoyed it, so figured that we would put it out on Christmas. And uh, you can, by the way, if you have not seen this film and you want to watch it along with us, uh, there will be some spoilers, of course, as usual. Um, This movie you can watch on Disney Plus, if you have that. So uh, there's also a a jingle all the way to, apparently, with Larry the Cable Guy, which I have not seen, but I think they're both on actually on Disney Plus. So go check them out. And interestingly enough, uh, one of the first things that actually struck me, because there is the movie starts off with a little commercial, which is basically, or like a, not a commercial exactly, it's like a a scene from a a show uh, that is talked about in the movie with a a character named Turbo Man, and it has a a rocket pack, which is very Rocketeer-like. And so there's there's a cool scene near the end where the character is flying through which city is that? It's either Minneapolis or St. Paul. I'm not sure which one it is. I think it's supposed to be Minneapolis, but I think they filmed in maybe both locations. Uh, someone who's from that area probably will know better than me. However, it is a very cool uh, scene. It made me think of the Rocketeer, so I thought I'd mention it here in case you were also similarly inclined. So happy holidays. I hope the uh, this time of year, which can be a, a, a challenging time of year. I think in Christmas movies often focus on the, the there's like a, often a mix, like, a, you know, difficult, but also heartwarming. And they kind of bring that together. I mean, this is often a difficult time of year for folks. So, but I hope it is a good day for you. And I hope the next week is well. And I'll, we'll be back next week. Actually, next week will be, oh, this is another one. I think the week after, I believe, uh, let me just check a calendar here. Yeah, interestingly enough, New Year's Day is actually another Monday. So we'll have to do have to do something for, I have some episodes in the can that are already recorded to think about what to do for New Year's Day. Hmm. But anyway, well, that'll be our next episode. So in the meantime, thank you for Adam Crone for coming on the show again. You can check him out, AC Toy Design on Instagram and uh, support his Patreon uh, under the same name. Uh, you can also find him on, he does some art and music stuff. You can check out our previous episode about music and you can find links to his music there as well as AC Draw Stuff on Instagram for his art. So thank you for listening. Have a great holiday season, whatever you celebrate, and uh, wish you the best of starts to 2024. I'll talk to you next week. Adam, welcome back to the 13th Hour Podcast, a Christmas edition. (laughs) (laughs) Dasha Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comic Cupid, Donna Blitzen. (laughs)
<laughs> Very good. That's I could do this all day. <laughs> As he's running through the streets of, I guess, Minneapolis, maybe? It's really cool. <laughs> I was debating on whether I should do the whole show as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I'll, I'll save you. Okay. No, nah, man, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Again. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's and for another Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, no, it's been too I, long. I have not seen this one. I've never I'd never seen this one before. I, I had, I'd heard of it, of course, but I've never seen right. it. Right. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. Man. Yeah. I, this is one of those movies where, like, uh, I don't, did we even say the movie Jingle All the Way? Oh, I don't think we Jesus said Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're here. Um, yeah, Adam and I are here to talk about the movie Jingle All the Way from 1996. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we're very professional here on the 13th Hour Podcast. So, the, so <laughs> this came out when, the year after I graduated high school. So, mm. and 96, I think something else came out. I think Schwarzenegger had another. Did you do like, it's like a racer or something also came out this year? I can't mm. remember. But um, I remember when it came out and I was like, Hell, I'm not going to go see the movie. It looks stupid. And yeah. I never saw this movie until, I don't know, just a few, like maybe four or five years. Uh, it was probably like six years ago. Yeah. And it, like instantly I was like, oh my God, this movie is amazing. <laughs> like, and I, I, I don't think I would have appreciated it earlier, you know, for what it is. Right. So I'm glad I came to it later. Yeah. yeah so 1996, I don't remember, uh, if we talked about it on the podcast, I remember thinking about it the last time you were here and you were talking about music, 90s music. Sure. And I'm thinking about it after when I was editing it. And I think in the intro, I talked a little bit about sort of like this idea of 90s as a as a decade, you know, and it's still very ill-formed in my head about what that actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I was thinking like of the, some of the toy crazes that I remember from that particular period yeah or rangers one i mean i wasn't really i was sort of too i wasn't really into that but i remember it coming up i remember tickle me elmo was yeah. a thing and i and i vaguely remember because i wasn't really into it at the when i was a kid but i remember cabbage patch kids and stuff like that from you know the sure. previous decade and the the mass frenzy that there was about those things so there's good there's like good material with this but i remember my brother watching power rangers yeah times you know when uh, probably would have been around this time the mid 90s or so because this is the peak this is the peak of power rangers and it you know the whole concept of turbo man and like that opening commercial and just the whole aesthetic it's power rangers like straight up the villain the you know boosters suit the little demonites or whatever they're called everything about it yeah yeah, the cheesy. I don't know how to, how to like. It looks like it's like cosplay. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it looks yeah. very artificial, but that was part of the yeah. whole show, you know, yeah. the, the look of it. Totally. It was an it was an interesting kind of throwback to that. And I think if you if you didn't uh, if you missed that, uh, it would it would be a little bit harder to appreciate. Well, it's not even a throwback because it was like that's the genius of the movie is that it's so conscious of the times that it was in. Yeah, that was satire, you know, right? that was the peak. I, I had never um, paid attention to the director of this movie, uh, Brian Levant. Mm. And, you know, it's a name that nobody recognizes. But when you look at the movies that he did, it's all like kids. It's all family. It's all kids. Flintstone, the original Flintstones from <clears> 94. <throat> Beethoven. He did a bunch of like like Snow Dogs and uh, Problem Child movies. Mm. The guy is an awesome director. Yeah. At least for this movie. 
I think that's, and also the charm of the script, Chris Columbus rewrote the script. Yeah. You know, Home Alone, Home Alone all, right. you were, uh, Harry, Harry Potter. Uh, so it's got that charm. Young Indiana, young Indiana no, young, young Sherlock Holmes, I think. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. We just did that over on Death by Podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good one. He's from Highland Park, Illinois, just just north of me. But uh, but um, it's too bad nobody really talks about him because his movies, they're not, you know, they're cash cows for the family audience. But this movie, man, he it's also the first time that I paid attention to the directing. And I would argue that this is Schwarzenegger's most dynamic performance. You know, you, we're used to him being like stoic, right. uh, yeah. Terminator, or... You know, even when he plays True Lies or Last Action Hero, mm-hmm. um, he's he's a little lo- more light and loose. But this one, he's got to like, he's got to reach and do things that he's not used to doing, and mm-hmm. especially with the comedy, which he's he's done plenty of comedy. But was was True Lies and was that before this? Yeah, True Lies was ninety four, I believe. Ninety four. And then what about uh, what was the other one you mentioned? Last Action Hero. Well, that was before, wasn't it? Last Action, the- Last Action Hero, I think, was 92 or 3. 3, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, comedy-wise, he had Kindergarten Cop and Twins yeah. before this. Right, 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 yeah. Um, so, you know, it's there, but I feel like this one, he just, when you look at, like, how he sets up the camera and the shots that he got with the different actors, all the actors, yeah. like, he just pulled these really different and dynamic performances out of these actors right especially schwarzenegger i thought that that intro commercial was genius because yeah because it was in addition to being like a satire of the stuff that was that was current at the time the whole thing replays itself it's like callback to in the future or foreshadowing i guess to the future of the film where a turbo man is the is the toy in question who's the one who has his own show and what's the bad guy's name oh you you mean this Oh my God! You have it. Turban. <laughs> it's the talking. Oh my God! Yeah, this was a Walmart it. exclusive like a couple of years ago. Oh, that's hilarious! Uh, my brother got it for me. That is hilarious. Pretty yeah, amazing. it's pretty amazing. What's the bad guy's name? Is he on there? Dementor or something like Dementor, that? Dementor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is from Funko. Uh, no, the back is like how he works. Oh, okay. Yeah, which well, makes sense as far as well. There you go. Here. Yeah, it's on the side. Yeah, you got uh, the mentor, booster, demon one, demon two, demon three, and Turbo Man. Yeah, yeah, little bios. It's awesome. That's great. That's awesome. But yeah, that commercial it, it, it replays the, the whole thing the of the of the show, the intro show replays itself at the end when yeah, all, yeah. all the way up to you know him saving Turbo Man, saving another kid in a sure back, so. And that commercial, man, that's another thing I I picked up, you know, when you when you approach these movies with that you've seen I've seen this movie a million times and when you but when you approach them with a critical eye, you see like brand new stuff. I've got it on in the background again. But um <laughs> but uh that commercial, the cast of this movie is amazing. And I had never noticed that Lorraine Newman plays the mom in that commercial. I always noticed Harvey Corman, but yeah. Those are the two parents in there, yeah. Harvey Corman from like Carol Burnett and all that stuff. And then Lorraine Newman was SNL and uh, uh, Conehead's mom and stuff like that. I knew she looked from that. I couldn't, I couldn't place either of them. I never, I never realized it was her. And that's, yeah. and then Richard Mall was the, was the villain. Okay. Richard Mall from like Night Court. He just passed away. Uh, like, okay. Month, yeah. I mean, months ago. 
but he's just packed yeah. the movie's well, just packed yeah. with these actors that yeah lots of snl people yeah i mean it's like a real ensemble cast yeah uh with the with the folks there i i remember well i i didn't i don't know sinbad from i really i remember him at the time right but i don't i don't i don't i haven't seen him in other stuff so but i remember him being kind of you know a thing at the time and then um sure. uh what's her name um liz what's her liz's name rita wilson, rita wilson. Yes, I don't know if you've seen the movie Volunteers. Yeah, with Tom Hanks. I, I, that may be where they met. You know, they're, they're Von, yeah, Tom Hanks and uh, is it John Candy or it is no, it does, uh, yeah, it does have John Candy in it? Is it is it John? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, that's one of my favorite. I was trying to fi- I was trying to figure her out because I was like, what is what is Rita Wilson known for? And because uh, in this movie, she's arguably the weakest link. She's not terrible, but she's just there to react to stuff. Yeah, she doesn't and, have a huge part. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. I know she was. She was like in an. She well, she was in that, and then she was in an episode of Frasier. Like, she yeah. does things, but she's never really had like thing. I don't think. No, she's had a stuff. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, I, you know, I, I know her from that movie. Uh, I mean, and, and obviously she's Tom Hanks' wife, but I mean, right. Volunteers. Yeah, 1984. Great movie. Great, great, great movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, and so she had a, she, anyway i was what this is the point of the whole story she oh, yeah. had an accent there which was sort of like i think supposed to be like more of like a new york accent or something like that but you didn't have it here and it threw me off for a little while because I, I i i not seen her in another thing so i didn't actually know how she talked okay. or, or maybe she actually does have that accent and here she got rid of it i have no idea but it was like yeah no, uh, but that's again like if you don't like she's not known for anything so it's like if you only seen her in one thing that's how you know her um yeah uh fair yeah who else is in this chris parnell from snl is one of the toy store guys um jim belushi's in there jim belushi is awesome this is santa <laughs> or jane yeah and uh yeah I, I just i love him man i, I rewatched curly curly <laughs> sue the other night such a great movie yeah well it's the uh Rit- martin mall the dj um oh, the radio dj yeah, robert yeah. conrad oh yeah robert. curtis armstrong i didn't recognize like, robert conrad i don't know conrad's the cop yeah i didn't recognize then, him at first i mean have you seen the the old wild west shows oh yeah i yeah. love i used to love that show man that's a great show yeah who else there's a bunch of like bit actors that you recognize um booger from revenge of the nerds he plays booster um, oh okay i was like where have i seen that? i i knew because i knew that voice and yeah. i was like i couldn't place where uh i had seen him before heard him before curtis armstrong yeah there's all kinds of dudes in here and then uh the kid jamie yeah anakin. Jamie is, is young anakin <laughs> anakin crack rock is that his name uh jake jake lloyd, <laughs> jake lloyd. yeah yeah he, like, he said, the whole, whole time i was like where have i seen that kid before i know i've seen him somewhere before this was the movie that got him star wars yeah oh, okay yeah yeah star wars that was 1999 i believe phantom menace Is it, was it yeah i think so yeah. um so this is 96 so they would have started working the next year you yeah. Know? yeah yeah so I, lucas is, lucas watched this movie and was like that's, that's him that's the that's kid, the kid. <laughs> unbelievable yeah, yeah and then and then after that it was just crack rock and whatever else he did um no, he has a he has, he has a he did a rough yeah, he made some bad and choices. He had a rough, rough go of it after that, right? Yeah. Because, uh, I think people made fun of him, and school was a living hell. I think right? it's the whole, yeah, it's that whole like toxic fandom bullshit stuff that went on. 
back then, but yeah. or still does, I guess. Yeah. Um, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. I mean, that guy. That dude. This was his last movie. Before. Was this his last movie? This was his last movie before his wife killed him, and good. Uh, that dude was awesome. Like I, I knew Phil Hartman from. Well, everybody knew Phil Hartman from SNL, uh, Colin Blow, yeah. shit like that. But uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, man. Like, oh yes, yeah, yeah. He was Captain uh, whatever, and he was just. But he went back, way back to the, the Groundlings with Paul Rubens before, like, and that's where a lot of these, a lot of this cast actually, like, they all kind of like knew each other, you know, yeah. between between Groundlings, SNL, SCTV. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Hartman though, man, he was a gem. Like everything, everything he did, you remembered him from whatever it was that you're watching. And right. he plays such a such a great smarmy, you yeah. know. Yeah. Just... <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> that he's that, so good. That that asshole neighbor who yeah. is won't you're in a rush to go somewhere and they just want to stand and chit chat and talk about yeah. Like, oh, uh, they they want to talk about all the all the good things that they're doing, you know? Yeah. Like all the things that all the, the fun things and it's like shut up, man. Put the cookie down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, he, was, uh, he was great. It was subtle. And and then the uh or I don't I don't know what the, the right word is, but you you captured it. I missed initially missed it. So I, I watched it twice and then so I missed it sort of the first time around. There's these uh, little uh, side eye uh, things that um, Liz uh, gives to Ted when she's like, oh yeah, at, I think it was like at the karate belt test or something yeah. like that, and then she yeah. rolls her eyes and things like that. And so uh, I missed that the first time around. And I, I like that they they stuck little things in there like that. They make him out to be like this postman sort of guy, neighbor. He's, yeah, he's. I assume he's single because we never see anything or hear anything about a wife. So, right. But he's got all the, and apparently the neighborhood has a bunch of single moms. Yeah. So, so they're all like making him cookies and asking him to do stuff. And he's coming around to their, you know, houses doing things and who knows what else. But yeah, yeah, she catches, Liz catches on to that and is like, this dude's a creep. You know, she knows it from the beginning. Right. Even though she's disappointed in her husband. She knows what a creep this guy is. You know, this is this is interesting. As uh, I was watching this, because I was thinking, if I had seen this film at the time, or even ten years ago, it would have been a totally different experience. Yeah, because uh, watching this film as a parent, it was enjoyable. It was entertaining, but there were parts of it that were a little too real to be um, to be fun. I will say. Sure. I, I remember wa- listening to this thing where it was maybe Ozzy Osbourne or something like that, talking about watching Spinal Tap. You know, have you ever seen the Spinal Tap movie? Yeah. And he was saying, like, I, I didn't really enjoy the film because there were two parts of it that were too real. It felt, yeah. you know, it too felt too realistic for it to be entertaining or, or sort of uh, uh, wish, not wish fulfillment, um, escape. Relatable. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was too relatable. And yeah. there are aspects of it that were like, as he's trying to, uh, he's rushing in the car, you know, uh, Howard is rushing in the car to make the, the belt test and, and he's stuck in traffic, you know, I've been there so many times when you have to be at two places at once and you're like stressed out of your mind and you're like, 
what am I rushing for? But you know, it's your kid. And then, and then the same thing with getting the gifts and stuff like that. So there were aspects of it, the aspects of it that were a little bit too close to home. And uh, um, they're funny, uh, but they're funny because they're true. (laughs) Especially especially when you're dealing with the concept and the topic of Christmas alone and toy shopping. And I'm not a parent, but I can relate to it as a kid. Yeah. Like, like needing the, the thing that every, that, you know, everybody else is going to have. Right. Right. Um, you know, like I, I never really, I never really got wrapped up as a kid into like, you know, gar- obviously or like car- cabbage patch kids, pound puppies, mm-hmm. uh, beanie babies, those things that were like, even like power Rangers, I think at a time, mm-hmm. cause in the eighties, I think that was more of a nineties thing that sort of like late eighties, early nineties, mm. um, mad dash kind of black Friday rush thing with toys for kids. Yeah. Because in the eighties, nothing, there was plenty of everything, nothing really sold out and there was so much stuff. Yeah. There was never really that one. The only thing I could really think of is maybe he man, literally the character of he man, you know, like you need that figure mm-hmm. you need, you needed an Optimus prime. But other than that, there wasn't like a GI Joe character who was like, I got to have that one. Cause there was so many. Star yeah. Wars, maybe Boba Fett, you know, but like, again, yeah. there were so many. And then the nineties came along and I, I worked. So the, another oh, yeah. thing you I, paid, at t- another, at KB, I worked right? at a KB, yeah. KB toy store in like 1994, maybe it yeah. was right when I got my, my license. Yeah. So it was like 94, 93, 94. And I, I paid extra close attention to the toy store montage in this movie and it's so great because yeah, not only do really they like not only do they pan across aisles and you see stuff that i literally was stocking right um but you also there's the where he's going through the phone book i paused mm-hmm. it to read some of the toy store names mm-hmm. <laughs> and like they're none of them are real but they're amazing the two that stood out there was like dozens of them two of them stood out it was nuts and toys <laughs> and then the other one was toys bibles and more (laughs) but but that's to say like during this time you know coming out of the 80s there was this boom of not just mom and pop toy toy stores but stuff like kb and yeah yeah they had been around for a while but there was more of a boom for it in the early 90s and that's that's kind of like what made made toys even more accessible right before they died and like i was thinking back to like man, there used to be, it's so, I'm so thankful, but also sad that it doesn't exist anymore. Stores dedicated to toys where it's like, Mm -hmm. you get that nowadays, but it's all for the adult collector. It's not, you know, it's, it's vintage stuff. It's not like, like the, the believe it or not, the number one, the biggest uh, carrier of toys today is Walgreens. Yeah. I believe how insane is that? Yeah. I go into my Walgreens. There's an aisle of toys. I know. It's like that. I've been in one where it was. Uh, it was there's two. There's two. Sometimes there's more than that. Yeah. And, and just. Yeah. You know, and there's. I mean, you get Walmart and Target. They all have toys, and um, but it's like, man, we lived in a time where these stores, and there were multiple stores, dozen, probably a dozen every town. You know, had a toy store, had toy stores all over the place. Well, Whether it was but, like a mom and pop or like yeah. 
KB, Lionel Toy Warehouse, Children's right. Palace, Children's World. Like it was such a good time, but it was also like it created this it area. It, it like um, enabled this mad dash from store to store looking for that one thing that was selling out, you know? Yeah. Well, that scene with the uh, where they're doing the little montage and it's it's kind of uh, passed over very quickly where you can you can see the different things on the shelves. Um, I remember going in. <clears throat> obviously, I was a lot smaller than, you know, everything looks bigger, but going to, you know, things like just Kmart and, you know, seeing the the floor to ceiling, yeah. uh, you know, rows of stuff like where everything is very densely packed in there. It's a little bit like that. Uh, when I took a picture at the Ollie's, yeah, you know, a little bit like that, except that there was like rows and rows of that stuff. And there was, you know, that that was just one, right? And, uh, you know, they were kind of all like that, you know, and the, the, of course, Toys R Us was the was the mother load of all of them. But sure. this is just a yeah. what's that? And this is just at a Kmart. I mean, Kmart, right. like that, you know, right. You get like on, on any given aisle would be only dedicated you'd only get like three brands per aisle. Right. That's how much of each brand there was. Right. And so you had to go around the other aisle to the He-Man or, or not another yeah, aisle to start. Yeah. You know, it was like, I can still picture the Kmart because the, the, there's one aisle that had like GI Joe, Robotech, and then some other sort of, you know, there was like these uh, non, non, non-branded, but like sort of knockoff figures, like yeah. the generic army men type of ones. That, that was just one aisle sure. of those, uh, you know, three and three quarter, four inch style figures. And then the other one, there was like either uh, was like the robot aisle. Yeah. I mean, all the robots. Totally. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was a great display, you know, like it was almost like an art form. And I remember like working in, at KB. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of rhyme and reason to the structure and the way that, like, the composition of the store. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't remember ever experiencing any kind of, like, rush like this. KBs were always in malls. But it was, like, you know, it was so jam-packed with toys. And it, and it was such a cool, to the point where, like, you know, you had bins over here of, like, the stuff that you wasn't selling. You put it in a bin and you'd mark it down or whatever. Or, like you could walk through an aisle and, and, you know, your shoulders would brush up against the sides of toys and stuff. And, uh, and it was the coolest thing to be around. I only worked there for like a summer going into fall, but I remember like Christmas stuff or, or gearing up for the Christmas yeah. push, yeah. whatever year, year that was. And, uh, it was just such a cool thing to be around. Mm. You know? When did you stop? Yeah, I know they went out of business at some point. It was it was was it in the nineties? No, it was. I mean, they're still. Somebody brought it back recently, but they lasted up until. Pretty sure they lasted up until, uh, like early to mid two thousand ten ish ish. Because I remember when Toys R Us went out. I think KB might have gone out either a little after or a little bit before, but they were still like both around, just not relevant anymore but yeah i mean they've both made you know apparently macy's department store all have toys r us in them and now and uh and kb i'm pretty sure it made a somebody brought them back in select malls recently 
but so, it's like you know no there's just no market for like right. kids don't kids for the most part don't get into toys anymore and yeah anyway we, so it, it's interesting though with a movie like this where it's like it's based on this yeah, toy, toy and a right, kid right. needing this toy yeah it's it's interesting yeah people will always watch it for schwarzenegger they'll always watch it as a christmas movie but i wonder at what point we're going to reach a, we'll probably reach a point where kids just are like what like why does he want this toy so bad where mm -hmm. they just can't relate to it you know because it's a very relatable situation and occurrence and theme for you and i mm -hmm. anybody who's older than us and maybe people who are 10 years younger than us mm -hmm. but that's about it outside of that it's going to reach a point where, where which is weird right where a kid yeah. can't relate to a movie about a kid wanting a toy it's like what i think yeah i think uh i didn't watch this movie with my kids i think my kids could relate to it but that's i don't know if that's if that's you know this is because they're my kids i don't know but when i was watching this that this is a film where one is one of those ones where i mean could this could this be made today with the internet right there in this film is there's nobody i don't think anybody has a cell phone i don't know if there were cell phones then i don't know yeah. but i mean there probably were but i mean people didn't have them and then there probably i'm sure there probably was an internet 96 90 you know 95 yeah. i mean it probably was around but i mean uh i mean most people like you know it was just a thing like right. dial up AOL. yeah i mean he uses he uses a phone several times and he's in a phone booth is it yeah you know and that's one of those things that you know people you know don't have to do today and so could it be made today i think it could be made today i think it would just be very different i mean you have to like hijack an amazon warehouse or something like that i mean i think you probably could make it today but i don't think uh, i don't think it would i don't think anyone would bother with this idea i think because be of harder. the because of be the harder. toy yeah. Yeah. it's like why why would you make a movie about a kid who wants a toy kids don't want toys if it was like well some kids do yeah some kids do yeah. not to this le not to this level where it's like you can make a movie yeah no, i don't think about about a yeah. you know the topic the topic was absolutely relatable at the time. Yeah, yeah. Now it's not, yeah, you know. Yeah. So they were I was thinking, um, I was having this conversation with my kids, uh, I don't know, uh, recently. Uh, I Well, once, actually, just this morning, but uh, I was taking my son to a dentist appointment, and uh, there was they were doing some construction, and uh, we're like, oh, what's that going to be? And I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be something incredibly useful, like a bank or you know, something the world doesn't need any more of like another fast food chain or, you know, who needs another bank. But for a while, like there was another, there was a, a, a place that um, had been sitting vacant since the start of the pandemic. It, it had been a gym and they had taken off the old logo. And then they, the, the logo from underneath was now revealed. And it was like, it was like a toy auto zone or something like that. And we were like, what is that? Is that is that going to be like a toy store? <laughs> is that going to be like a car, a store? Toy Auto Zone. What is that? I don't know, That's or something weird. like that. Or it was. I, I'm not exactly sure yeah. what it was, but it was. It had toy in the yeah. title on the sign, and we we're like, "What yeah. is that?" I mean, there had been a toy store in our town, and it had closed. Yeah. And that's, I mean, there's like, you know, Walmart or whatever, but there's, there's nothing at this point. So we were like, oh, you know, that's a little specific niche maybe, but that's still yeah. better than what it's, and you know what it's going to be? 
they're selling cars. It's going to be a, you know, car dealership, oh, which car is of course a great car dealership. Like this is, you know, car dealership, fast food chain, churches and bank. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, Commerce. um, yeah. 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 There's no more fun. There's no more fun in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> we were having this conversation uh, at the time and yeah, definitely when we, so interesting this summer, uh, we actually were in Minnesota visiting my brother and uh, where this film is, is some of it is shot, you know, I guess it's okay. Minneapolis, maybe St. Saint Paul. I'm not sure. I don't know if you, if you recognize anything, you know, or been I've never, never been there. I, I'd like to visit someday. But... Yeah. But anyway, they filmed some of it in the mall of America. And I was trying yeah. to tell my kids, like, because they've been to some malls when they were younger and stuff like that. But, you know, malls are another thing that are basically just dead. There's a couple yeah. where we are, you know what they turn them into? Doctor's offices. Really? Really sad. Really Like a doctor's office campus? Yeah. I mean, it's really that's, like, that's gross. really sad. Yeah, yeah. dude. Mall, malls were like working at that mall. That, I mean, I, we used to go to the mall all the time. Uh, but working yeah. at it, that was awesome. That was a. Cause like, not only was I working in a toy store and I, my job was to like restock toys and play with toys so that people would want to buy them. But then I got to take my lunch break and like yeah. go eat at the food court. And like, yeah. <laughs> it was just such a interactive, tactile community, community based experience that doesn't exist anymore. And well, I, was, I was trying to explain to my kids, like, you know, because they were like, you know, I mean, maybe they're not all like the mall of America, but there's like a little mini amusement park. Yeah. Kind of thing no, that's, that's it. definitely but an exception. That, that's a little bit of an exception. However, I was trying to tell, to tell them like, cause they were just like, Oh, you know, this is, this is really cool. This is fun. You know? Da, da. And I'm thinking to myself, it's just a mall. Like they were all like this. Yeah. To an extent, it was just, it's just one, they all were kind of like this. And the those scenes from those movies that were done at this time that showed people in the mall, you know, and they're jam packed and they're, and it wasn't just because there are obviously there's still malls today, and but it's, I feel like it's the, the demographic has sort of changed a little bit. A lot of it is more higher end stuff, it's mostly like clothes, yeah, and you know, stuff like that. That, yeah, okay, fine if you're into that, but. I mean, frankly, you can get all that stuff probably cheaper right. online. And so the f- the fun things, if you were a kid, was probably not those places, not the higher end kind of places like you, you find in a lot of malls today. Toys and hobby shops and little places that sold candy. And I mean, uh, there was like, uh, I remember the, they probably don't exist anymore, like the ones that sell the computer games and the music stores. And I don't know, how many stores sell music now? They don't one like fye maybe it's like the loan i can't even think of i mean it's all everything's everything's spotify and apple music but the malls though man chicago has some great malls we had two and when i was at kb that was in north carolina i was in charlotte north carolina and the two malls we had were pretty good but one of the biggest things that i was drawn to because like christmas time was an exception but yeah just in general at the mall was like they always had like diorama setups yes decorating the mall and especially at christmas time Mm -hmm. we'd always go in and it seemed like every mall had a had a version of it but like little christmas setups every 50 feet or whatever you know yeah and that was part of like just the amazing you were you were inside a building that i mean the scenes of with Mall, mall of america in this movie are very much representative of you know, what yeah, I experienced anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it wasn't just mall. 
like kid culture like you can watch a movie like weird science and you know the mall scene where he drops the where robert downey jr drops the um uh ice the icy yeah down down you know from up from above yeah like that's a great little snippet of like mall culture stranger things captured it really yeah. well yeah and those are like non-christmas right movies but this one like just the the bus the the buzz and the bustle um outside of the mad frantic dash that we see yeah which is great but like just the bustle of the mall and like you know people are walking around eating shopping yeah. there's music playing there's little setups of these little like the christmas ones were just awesome of like uh you know santa and the elves and whatever it was just like a whole experience i'm looking um, up um and yeah it looks like someone has filmed some of this stuff maybe and or has some pictures uh the one that i remember the most from oh here it is yeah i'll actually share my screen with you uh for this one maybe i'll include a um a picture of this in the uh in the show notes for this one but uh this is the one that i remember when i was a kid and now, now apparently oh so this is actually a more modern this is 2001 so it's different i think but it's sort of like a i, I remember it sort of like this it was the paramus park mall in paramus new jersey and if anybody's listening that's from that area you'll probably know what I mean, I don't know if it's still around or whatever, but it would have, it's like, at least the way I remember it, it was like uh, a, a little, like a little forest inside the mall because yeah. every, every uh, whatever, 20 feet or whatever, there was like these potted plant like displays. Yeah. And so it was like walking through a little bit of a forest to kind of like. Yeah. We had one like that too. And it had little waterfall things and like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Little gnomes in there and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't doubt if there was a you know a designer who was employed by several of yeah totally like several of these malls around the country yeah. and to design their the aesthetic of the mall. Right. Um, yeah, dude. Santa at the mall. Yeah, I forget. About I'm that. I'm showing pictures like, and it's very interesting how these places were designed because like there's a lot of natural lighting and but they would have some greenery inside so it felt like you were kind of inside but not or you're outside but kind of inside i don't know and then uh during christmas time they had all these little displays and so we're looking at a picture of santa with the displays all around so they you know that's one thing like there's a couple movies schwarzenegger movies that have that was that was another thing i wanted to mention about this movie it's a schwarzenegger i think people might have thought Oh, it's a it's a Schwarzenegger movie, but it's Christmas, so it's not going to be like yeah. his typical. We're not going to get Schwarzenegger action. This movie is chaos and action yeah. all the way through, and <laughs> and two of his movies use <laughs> use malls as set pieces. Commando, yeah, which right. which executes it, it perfectly, right? And this one, which does it arguably better, yeah, uh, especially at showing the mall, right. like you know the the ball scene is insane like he got to you know yeah. and, and chasing the ball and that little girl is so disturbing yeah and i love when he like yeah he's up in the upper level and he sees her he says it's like a stupid line but he's like she holds the ball up yeah. like she got it and he yells to her he's like this is my ball <laughs> instead of like that is my ball he says yeah. this is my ball and it's like, 
and he's like way over he's like upstairs yelling at her and then he goes chasing her it's so typical schwarzenegger like yeah yeah like trademarks schwarzenegger and it and it's and it's so well done but the action set pieces are just as physical as any of his other movies if not more like the the same scene where um he comes out of the ball pit and the moms all attack him with their purses like that's Arnold taking yeah. the hits yeah. from all these, ch- you know, chicks with purses. Yeah. And he's just, oh man, I can't imagine that scene, like filming it. Or the, the director being like, yeah, the director just being like, all right, now, you know, we could put a stunt guy in, but, and Schwarzenegger was probably like, no, I want to do this. And yeah. his moms are just wailing on him with, yeah. you know, he's like, I'm not a pervert. You know, <laughs> it's so it's such a good scene like the mall in this movie is used so well yeah yeah i thought it was great and then of course the the uh, the scene with the santas where he's fighting all the santas yeah okay great, great i fight ask you exactly what exactly were they doing there was some kind of like money laundering thing or what exactly were they doing yeah, in i was just it was bootleg toys it was it was like which imagine at the time you've got oh, was that you got this what? toy you got this toy that everybody wants, even if it was like uh cabbage patch kids, oh. you latch on to the trend and you, it's like, all right, these things are sold out. People want them. We're, we're going to have bootleg, you know, and the one that he had was like Mexican version. It spoke Mexican or yeah. Spanish. Yeah. Um, okay. I totally didn't pick up on that. I thought they were like stuffing drugs in there or something. Uh, I, I don't, like- I think it was 100% bootleg toy. Like, black market oh interesting okay you know because like he even even when it, when the bust happens and he falls on uh some stuff he he find he falls onto a giant vat of uh fake police badges yeah yeah that, yeah that were like toy badges yeah know? so the whole the whole warehouse is filled with like bootleg toys Oh, okay. So that, that makes it's a lot hilarious. more sense. I was, that makes yeah. a lot more sense when they're talking about we're doing this for the kids and everything like blah blah blah. Right. Okay. I was like, I was trying to like, I was trying to figure out what they were doing there, and I didn't even make that connection. Yeah, and they're all you know, and they're all dressed as Santas, and yeah. so they're like, that's how they're, that's how they're muling these toys out to the city, just you know, uh, dressed up as Santa and like damn. going to these malls. You know, and being like, kind of like infiltrating. <laughs> it's like, it's oh like this operation, you know, Jesus like God. the experience Schwarzenegger had with yeah. Belushi dressed as Santa. Yeah, in yeah, the mall, yeah. I'm sure it was their goal across the city, you know, huh. to be in every mall and like. I totally missed that. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's it's so That's, good. I mean, you know, all right. I have to ask you this question because I was thinking of this at the time. If you were Howard, right, and you just paid three hundred dollars for, I guess, you know the the spanish speaking version of turbo man would you have kept that cuz it falls apart right? right and he throws it down he's like you know he starts fighting everybody would you have would you you know at that particular point in the movie if you were him would you have taken it and be like okay fine i'm going to go fix it and then we're we're going to deal with it later because at that point i mean he had one in his hand yeah it's a good question because i yeah. i feel like as a kid i was more disappointed in one of my when one of my toys broke yeah then then when i didn't get a toy that i wanted okay um, because and i think like looking at that objectively uh there's always going to be a a toy that replaces 
the next yeah, hot right, toy, right. you know? So yeah. even though in the moment it's like, yeah, I didn't get that, whatever. Um, I, as a, as a dad, I would have rather not handed my kid the, the generic bootleg version yeah. and have it break and, ex, you know, speaking Spanish and whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would have rather been like, whatever the disappointment of not getting it you know yeah. i'd rather endure that yeah because um, the uh, the alternative just feels like you know like a cheap sad effort on his part it's you know, true bring, yeah you know, that's that's me i don't know it's true that's true yeah man when something of mine that i really loved broke i mean i was like damn you know yeah um like but i'd always i'd always glue them back together and fix them but yeah Maybe that comes from the fact that most of my most of my shit would break, and then I would just get used to the fact that okay, it was going to break, and I'd have to fix it. Uh, it would start off with my dad fixing it, and then just became with with whatever. I was like, okay, yeah, it broke. I'm going to have to fix it now. And so it just kind of translated over that. So I yeah. guess I guess I feel like if I were him, I would have I would be like, yeah, okay, fine. I'm going to take it and I'm going to fix it that night, and I'm going to yeah. put it together, and then I'm going to save that as a reserve. Because later, doesn't he get the um, the gift certificate? It's either later, before or after. He gets the gift certificate, too, in the, right. in the radio station, which he steals, but okay. Right. Well, that's <laughs> kind of where I'm coming from, is like, I would rather not give him the the generic one and just wait for that gift certificate. Right. Um, right, right yeah. Come through. Or, or to, you know, after Christmas, they're going to be restocked. I, I was, I'm still, I still do this, but I attribute um i forget what's the word but i attribute like human characteristics to inanimate objects um and i always used to do that when i was a kid so i got really sentimental with things that i owned or toys yeah and so when again when something would break i'd be like really sad about it yeah and um i still to this day have problem like if you if you gave me a rock as a gift it was just a rock and I lost it, I would, it would crush me, you know, I'd yeah. be like, damn it, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, but if you had never given me that rock, I wouldn't have that. Right. Right. Sadness right. if I lost it. So, you know, there were probably plenty of toys when I was a kid that I didn't get. Yeah. But I, but the ones I did get were good enough and made me not made me nothing. And there's no, sometimes you hear these stories from people our age. They're like, and Sinbad in this movie with his gun uh, that were like, yeah. man, I really wanted that toy and I never got it. And it stuck with them their whole life. Right. I, I never had that experience because it was like that. You know, I taught when I taught preschool, we'd be like, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Right. Sure. And, and it was kind of like that. I had never heard that when I was a kid, but I had so many things that I loved that I didn't realize I didn't have what I didn't have, you know? Yeah, and yeah, so, sure. sure. In this case, it's a little different because Sinbad's coming from a family, you know, a lo- probably a low-income family. He didn't have a lot as a kid, and that was the one thing that he wanted. And yeah, he didn't get it. Right. Um, I love that you pointed out that it was an actual thing. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. I never heard of this. Yeah, thing. the Johnny <laughs> Seven Omega Machine Gun. <laughs> you can go on eBay and buy them. That's so crazy. If you just. If, if he had just, well, I don't know, in 96, was EBA around? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, if he waited 10 years. Yeah. You know, it's funny that I didn't notice the first, or that I just noticed. 
So he's telling that story about the Johnny Seven Omega. Yeah. In the diner with um Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And then immediately in the same scene, uh Martin Mull comes on as the radio disc jockey. Yeah. And with the contest. Right, right, right. And he references, he says, Turbo Man's the biggest thing to come around since the Johnny Seven Omega rifle. Oh, okay. I I didn't realize he said that right when right after Sinbad finishes telling his story. Oh, that's great. And and, and it's funny because like it's like just a bit of irony. Sinbad doesn't re- react to him saying that. Yeah. Instead, they just go off and, you know, start running. But I was like, what? He just said the same thing. He just told the story about it. It's interesting. interesting. Sinbad was a, was a sympathetic, I don't even call I don't know if you would call him a villain, right? He was like kind of like just a foil. Antagonist. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He was great. I mean, I, Sinbad, like, all I know Sinbad from is his stand-up. And right. I think he was on a, I think he had a sitcom Right. at some point yeah but he was great he's not you know he's never been my favorite part of of this movie but he was great at that time um the whole thing with the post uh he so he plays a post office you know, like a, a postman you know yeah. and uh, that was the whole time when that expression was you know in the 90s going postal right going postal yeah i mean that came from some you know some of our in this country, some of our first mass shootings were postal service employees. Yeah, I mean, you know, crazy Ooh. stuff like that with the um, yeah. yeah. So it was just it was a stigma. There was like a stereotype attached to that. I think, you know, they they that and the Rodney King thing they used really well. Yeah, just outside of the time frame of like being too soon to use it. You know, well, what was Ronnie K? Was it was it was that 91? It was a 91. Okay. Yeah. Which I, I was I texted my sister after I was after I watched this this morning. And uh I was like, Do you remember Rodney King? And she was like, Of course. And I was like, Do you think that, do you think your kids know who he is? She was like, No, absolutely not. Yeah. And not to get off on a Rodney King thing, but that's a shame, especially um, I mean, he passed away a decade ago, real young, but um especially in today's day and age of social justice warriors mm-hmm. on, on the internet and all this like BS that's going on with like, you know, younger demographics thinking that they're standing for something that's means something, whatever. It's like Rodney King, you know, civil rights stuff had been going on obviously decades and are, you know, a century or more before this happened. But mm-hmm. that Rodney King thing was one of the first, I forgot the LA riots lasted three days and 63 people died. I was like, holy crap. You know, we lived through that. Nobody knows who the guy is anymore. So another thing where this movie, like it hit the nerve at the time of what was relevant, but now it's, it's sad to see it becoming irrelevant in, in some ways it'll always be a classic Christmas classic. I think just for the spirit of the movie. Right. But there's a lot of there's a lot of subject matter that I think is gonna go over it's people's gonna heads. Go over people's heads. Yeah, I I was you know, I missed it I sort of heard it the first time because he just he's he says it, um he's getting piled on, you know, they're uh and <laughs> jumping on him and he's like and he he's like he's like uh he says something His delivery about is great. He's like Rodney King, Rodney King. <laughs> yeah, he's it's like, like it's like, like it's like his last breath, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, I was gonna it, say yeah. it's like his dying breath. He's like Rodney King, you know. And he's getting like you know tackled. People are uh, like, I'm sure like a 30 year old is watching this, going like, 
What? What does oh, that mean? Gonna, is um. So you're an idiot. Shut up. <laughs> is Jesse Jackson still alive? He's he's referenced in this movie. Jesse Jackson is. Isn't he? I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure he's 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 referenced. It's in the scene where um, yeah, he's still alive. He's 82. He's 82. Okay, so I'm pretty sure it's in the scene. Let's make it remember my the the where they're walking, and uh, and then he. Uh, um, uh, Sinbad and Arnold are walking and they're like, they're like, ah, yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. That little scene at the toy store. Uh, let's team up. And then, and Arnold's like, no, I want to, I, I have to do this by myself. Da, da, da. And then Sinbad starts going, you know, the, the, uh, the racial thing. He's like, ah, so Jesse Jackson was talking about da, 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 this thing. And that's when some guy comes up and saying, they got a new shipment of like turbo man toys at the whatever yeah. the mall. But like, Everybody at the time would have known who Jesse Jackson was, right? Sure. I don't know how many people know today. Uh, I think people, I think people involved. Younger folks, in, right? Well, I think people involved in people who are involved really heavily on a daily basis in civil rights stuff that's yeah. going on. Well, today, yeah, obviously, they're yeah. going to know who he is regardless of their age because he's one of the most important people in history. Period. But also to that cause and um, and in American history. But as far as like iconic people like that who are being taught in school, no, yeah, I mean, I don't, I I don't think, was, I don't think they're learning about Jesse Jackson no, that much. There are people who are like, wait, the who are like, you know, did the Holocaust actually happen? Like, like, right, right. Good Lord, people, like, you know, like crack up on history, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's also, that's, that's, um, you know, we keep hitting these notes of like relevancy within this movie and Sinbad's, comedy was heavily based on uh that references coming from his background and that and yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. and that's something that like again this movie captures so well for the time yeah and it you know this movie didn't set out to be relevant forever right, um, right. sure that yeah. wasn't a goal it was a, it was just to tell yeah. a cool christmas story but it did that at the time really well yeah it's just it didn't didn't age necessarily as good as it's it, it, as good as it was made well you know what it's it's, it's interesting because like um if you look at topic some, wise to, topic was exactly like like if you look at a movie like home alone right another chris columbus picture right like the sure. movie would there would be no movie like in today's world like that right because like the kid would have gotten on the internet or like you know borrowed some cell phone and called his mom or would have called somebody or like it, there would the premise would be different but if you take out a lot of the the things about today you get to uh like it makes it better for the movie i think and i think it's i think it's more relatable as a kid because these logical things that would have you would do as an adult are not necessarily what you would do as a kid right sure and the, the world is much more confusing and whatever as a kid and so i think i suspect this movie was probably marketed toward children um, probably also adults, families and stuff like that. But there, I think they were playing to kids and a lot of the stuff, particularly the end, the end became a total comic book. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, there's elements of satire and stuff like that throughout the movie. I think that they stuck in for the parents, but I mean, I think it was aiming to be something that was pretty fast paced and something that was funny and, you know, that, that kids could enjoy and appreciate on a more superficial level. Kid wants Definitely. to, dad needs to get it for him. And they skirt around the whole Santa thing. It's been interesting. Like, uh, yeah. You know, the whole Santa thing with Christmas movies. I always wonder, like, okay, if we turn on this Christmas movie, 
is, is the movie going to spoil the whole Santa thing? You know, and sure. it, it very, it, very interesting. Like, um, that a lot of movies skirt around the whole issue pretty well. They, they, they keep the magic alive for the kids that believe, and for the kids that are older, uh, there's still like an element that they could kind of like see it, you know. So that's a really, that's a really, really interesting point. So I'm looking at. Um, I don't know. I think you saw this, but every year I make a Christmas movie list. Yeah, yeah. And I add; it's the same list. I just add to it every That's year. Good. Yeah. So I'll, I'll send you a good picture of it if you want to post it. But yeah, I'm up to 34 movies. I added two new ones this year. Yeah. And it and with what with what you're saying, when you look at the movies, you know, and I would argue that these are all classics. Yeah. It's got all your Home Alone, Elf, yeah, Christmas Vacation, Crank, Scrooge, Jingle All the yeah. Way, Red Claus. Um. The ones that, the ones that include Santa Claus as a topic or character in the movie, yeah, they all maintain uh, the mystique. I would say, right. yeah, I mean, that um, but they do it. There are like I would say, I would say, Christmas Vacation is the one that comes the closest to spoiling that for uh-huh. a kid. I don't know if you remember like Ruby the, Sue. The, the Chevy Chase one? Yeah, Chevy Chase. So Ruby Sue is the little girl um who um the brother-in-law, yeah. Randy Quaid. It's one of his kids. And and she catches Clark Griswold in the kitchen one night and thinking it was Santa coming. Mm. And he's like, No, no, no. He's like, I'm not Santa, it's me. And she's like, Well, do you think Santa's gonna come? And blah, blah, blah. And he's, you know, he's like, Yeah, absolutely, but mm. you should go mm. to bed and this and that. And then at the end of the movie, and and it's it, it's hinted at from throughout the movie that like mm-hmm. things are happening that could be attributed to Santa Claus, mm. and, and the adults are always like, kind of, almost on the cusp of saying there is no Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. And and you know we have no money, and that's why you're not going to have blah, blah blah blah. But at the end of the movie, um, like because he dumped all of his shit from the trailer into the sewer and it explodes and the santa claus thing goes flying into the sky yeah and the kids look at it and go look there's santa and um somebody clark or somebody says no that's not santa it's something else i can't remember the exact line yeah but but then it kind of ends with like or is it yeah right right right. And it's so like main it doesn't definitely say like right no there is just there is no santa it's just a explosion thing or blah 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 you know explaining it away in an adult way so there's that but then there's also the movies like home alone or this movie um more so home alone where they don't even go near it and they maintain this like safe place for a kid like kevin goes to see santa claus in that setup you know in that square or whatever yeah and he's like i know you're not the real santa you just work for him yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So right there, it's like, it's like okay, yeah. it's like done. Yeah. It's not the real Santa, even though it looks like him. And we see these guys all over in every mall, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But even though we know it's not him, he works for him, you know? Yeah, right. So I, it's, I think, I think if you're going to make a Christmas movie, that's like the one rule is you right. don't ruin, you don't ruin that. Well, I was yeah. looking, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, we were reading Little House in the Prairie, uh, you know, written in like, well, in the, in, in the early part of the 20th century, um, you know, and um, 
even in there, they don't do anything to spoil it. There's a is it like a Christmas episode? There is well, no, it, it, the actual book. I'm not sure. Uh, I, uh, I don't. I don't know if uh, Jesus, they, you're the only person that's read Little House on the Prairie book. I think. Oh well, I mean, I was reading to my daughter. There's a whole bunch of them, <laughs> and they're awesome. and they're and they're they're really good. And but I remember <laughs> during the there was a Christmas part where uh, the father is coming home. Um, you know, there's like one town, and I forget what happened, but he. He had gone to town to get something, get gifts or or sell something or whatever, and he got stuck in a snowstorm and he can't actually get back in time. So he has to hole up in a cave or something like that. Um, but he I forget exactly what happens, but he he either passes the gifts off to somebody else and that person delivers them. And it says, like, it's from Santa. And it's like, you know, it's like a couple of oranges and some candy and, you know, little yeah. things like that. But it was a lot for them. And so even there in like the 1800s, they uh, or whenever she wrote that particular one. The the uh, the mystery was preserved. Yeah. And so when I was reading awesome. it to my daughter, I was like, oh, I just think it's a nice job here. Laura Ingalls Wilder. That's awesome. <laughs> There's a, one of the new movies that I added to this list this year is a movie on Netflix called claws Kate with a K. Oh yes. Yeah. Seen my, that? Yeah. Well, uh, yes. My daughter has seen the whole thing we were watching it a couple of days ago. It's like the, um, uh, it's basically the, or an origin because my brother actually got me a comic book by the same name. Totally claws. different. It, have you seen, have you seen that comic book? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, related. it's, it's 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 not related, but it's similar in some ways. But anyway, yeah, yeah. That clause one is like a the comic is like an action, right, right, right. It, it's thing. it's more action sort of related, but it's like it's it, it was similar to this the the one I think you're talking about in that, you know, Santa is kind of like the uh, the vigilante. Mm, kind of, in right? this movie, not not really, not in this movie. If you get a chance, I would sit down and watch it because it's excellent. Okay. All right. I also, no. side note, it's 2D animation, which is something you don't get a lot of these days, and mm. it's awesome. Okay. Um, but it's it's a great movie. It it's like it deals with the spirit, I guess, of of Santa Claus, of Saint Nick, <laughs> yeah, of, and that and that idea, and um, the way that it like creates. So in these movies, we were just talking about like maintaining the mystique of Santa Claus mm. for the kids. This one. It's cool to see like the evil like how that the inception of that idea into mm -hmm. a kid's head. Yeah. You know, it, it's really yeah. cool to see. They do it really well. It's a great story. It's yeah. a really good movie. Um yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this list even closer now, and and it's I mean, there's a really interesting point bring that you bring up about like Santa because they they all they all either Follow, there's only two ways to do it it's like you don't approach it or you know and it's just like if it comes up you just go away from it mm -hmm. or it's like really handled really well with like kit gloves to maintain that so um last year we watched this one it's called i think it's called arthur christmas have you seen arthur christmas yeah i just added that one to really the other one yeah yeah and that one i think you know came the closest into really delving into like all right, there's like this technolo technological yeah. side of it because my kids have asked. So how does how do you think that happens? 
And I'm like, I don't know, you know, you know, all these different, you know, you come up with whatever. Um, but <laughs> that one was like, okay, let's go full bore. And yeah. like, you know, Santa's like Batman, you know, he's got a whole like slew of technological gadgets to help with all this stuff at this point, you know? Definitely. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. You know, a couple of these animation ones I I had never given the time to, I guess, the newer ones. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, whatever. But that, yeah, Arthur Christmas Claus and then the, the Grinch from, uh, was it 2018? Mm-hmm. Are all like really good movies that I just got into this year. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, going back to Phil Hartman, like, you know, he's making every effort. He's making a lot of superficial efforts i guess in a way since he's the antagonist to like or one of them to uh put on a good face a good show for his kid you know whether it's getting the turbo man way ahead of time but also stuff like bringing the reindeer in like a real (laughs) reindeer yeah to like main to like maintain that mystique of santa and to add to it almost so do you think like, I have a, I have a question. One other question I, I had about that particular character was that because they the his son mentions like my dad was never like this when he was around my mom, right? And they got divorced and then he became like this. So was he doing it? Do you oh, think yeah. just to get win favor, win favor, or get laid or whatever, or was he just doing it because now maybe that marriage was actually terrible? I mean, you know, you know, looking at. The, I mean, look at the sort of the tragedy of that uh, sure. that situation is like, you know, probably maybe a similar thing actually happened to the actual actor. But um, was it actually a horrible marriage? And now he's actually able to be like a better father because he's not in this horrible marriage. I don't think you so. Know, I don't know. Just just because of the character, yeah. the smarminess of the character. I think a lot of it not I had forgotten that he actually mentions the divorce. Yeah. Um so yeah like with that in mind i think a lot of his actions phil hartman's actions are to win win favor over the mom you know he got the turbo man he got the reindeer it's like what's mom doing there's no way she can live up to that uh i mean wait wait wait. to to compete against his ex-wife or do you mom like yeah Yeah. oh oh, to compete because you know you you kind of hear or that's like a that's like a trope i guess yeah i didn't think of that divorced you know, of divorced family couples with a kid. Yeah. It's like, which one do you like better mom or dad? Uh, And so he's like, so he's, he's definitely either way. Hardman's character definitely is not genuine. I don't think in any of his actions, right. Whether whether he's trying to win favor with his ex or his, or with his kid between his ex or put on a good show for the neighbor ladies who he's obviously like, you know, visiting <laughs> around <laughs> yeah. around the neighborhood, doing who knows what with them. So. Right, right, right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's a very nuanced character. He's pretty. Yeah. Pretty. Right. Well, interestingly enough, because uh, when Howard, right, Arnold goes and does a B and E into like <laughs> yeah. house to steal Turbo Man from under the tree, because Ted had gotten it weeks before. It actually, it didn't say it, it was, it was, it didn't say from Santa. It said from your loving father. Right. Enough. So more, that, more, that, so that's more support for your theory. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Even though he, you know, obviously he wants like, he's not going to say like, oh, I got you this reindeer, not Santa. You know, that's obviously a Santa Claus thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. The Turbo man. Definitely. Like that's, 
That's a great point. Yeah. 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 He's just saying yeah. and the whole, the whole, like, <laughs> you know, Schwarzenegger, that was one of the scenes that I mentioned Schwarzenegger being so dynamic in this. Like he really has to yeah. cover all the bases in this movie as this character, yeah. as this dad. Yeah. And that moment where he's standing there and he's like looking at the present, almost drooling. And then he gets caught right. you know, by, by them. It's a great scene. It's a great yeah. Schwarzenegger scene. Right, right, right. he's like oh yeah it's I've, I've gone too far i'm stealing from a kid yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know even though he's a garbage kid i love that at this at the end that kid um when his dad when phil hartman comes up and he's like it's like dad you smell like barf yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's so many good there's so many good like overlooked really quick yeah. lines in this movie Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, another one that Sinbad has real quick. Uh, I think he's like running through the crowd at the parade and there's a there's a bunch of people dressed up as packages, Christmas packages. Oh yeah. And Sinbad like like stiff arms one. He's like, Get out of my way, box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in his own way. It was such a good delivery. Right. It was like, you know, he's climbing. Get out of my way, box. He's like, He's climbing up the the ladder. He's like, I'm scared of heights. You ever seen the movie Vertigo? Does that mean anything? To you? Yeah. No, to this eight year old kid. No. No. Right. Not <laughs> not then, and probably much fewer people now. But yeah. Yeah, that's a great movie, though. So yeah. yeah, I. So the other part, I I will say, like as watching this, we're like five years removed from the Rocketeer, and then so Turbo Man has a wow. rocket pack, and then they have a. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I doubt it was meant to be as a reference or anything like that, but it's very similar in terms of the rocket pack go, you know, careening through the sky and like the. Dude, I'm going to send you a picture of this. Uh, the, I'm looking at the rocket pack. It is very yeah. uh, rocketeer, like the the exhaust, uh, yeah, and like the exhaust vents and the fins on it, yeah, very rocketeer. I don't know if yeah. it was meant to. Be. I'm trying to think of like other characters at the time that would have had like rocket packs and stuff like that i mean i I mean there's all like the old serials and stuff like that so i mean i feel like it's not really anything uh, i mean the the character of turbo man is very like buck rogery flash gordon-y but there's i would say more that's a good you know it's like a pulp character maybe there's there's a lot of rocketeer built into that yeah definitely because i feel like if, if they if they ended up uh Maybe if the Rocketeer as a movie had done better, they might have turned it into a show, and it probably would have been a cheesy as hell TV show for kids that probably would have looked something like that. If they had done a live action show, yeah, like so. if you, if the movie came out in ninety one, is that what you said? Yeah, I imagine that if it if it had been a different universe and it had not launched between Terminator Two and right. um, Prince of Thieves, <laughs> right? And better, like you know, I I could see them like uh, saying, "Oh, we got another cash cow here," you know, and then they probably would have made more movies, and they probably at some point there probably would have been toys, and at some point there probably would have been a show, which would probably would have been Definitely. ass, you know. But Definitely. Probably, you know, and it probably, it probably would have looked kind of like you know. Kind of like that. It would have been for kids. It would have been cheesy. And it's like, you know. See, I think they would have gone the other way as far as the aesthetic. I think they, because like, look at, you know, Batman 89 comes out. Mm-hmm. And then the next year we get the Flash TV show. And the Flash TV show had like Danny Elfman did the music. Um, the, it had, I think the same people worked on the Flash suit mm-hmm. as they did the Batman suit. 
So it had all the makings, mm-hmm. but but it was it had no budget. Mm-hmm. I love that show, but like if if Rocketeer, they would have. I think they would have gone the same way. If Rocketeer, if someone had seen profitability in a Rocketeer TV show mm-hmm. right after that movie, given the times of ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, I think it would have been like they would have tried to be serious about it, but um, also interesting, you know, in line with the movie. Yeah, Not, they wouldn't dumb it down for kids, I don't think. But in line with the movie, and I think it would have failed because of the budget they would have put at it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Failed for different yeah. reasons, but that's true. Yeah, they did a similar thing with the crow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. City of Angels, the crow. I think that's what uh, it's called. The this TV show or yeah. Salvation or I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's not a bad show. It just that you know Mark DeCascos, man, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's not a bad show, but it's just, you know, you can tell, you know, budget was here, budget was here. Yeah. Different, yeah. different expectation. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I will say, like, um, when I was watching this, uh, I, I do remember doing one of these. It wasn't a mad dash or anything like that, but I remember doing one of these things with my dad uh, because we, and I actually have it. I still have it right here, although it's much faded. It's this guy. Oh snap, Silverhawk! Yeah, I don't remember what this guy's name is. Uh, I don't uh, know. It came He's like the, the leader. Yeah, those yeah. are hard to find, man. That's a good. That's a cool figure. Uh, yeah, and we went all over the place looking for this thing. Really? And is that I, the same I, one? I like, is that the exact one? This is the exact one. Wow, the exact one. And you know, it was it was not uh, com- necessarily a common thing for for that to happen. You know, in childhood, but. I must have been, I don't know, seven or eight or whatever, however old I was. And I remember us driving from one place to to the to the next, looking. And I think we probably even, we may have even gone to Toys R Us, which was like a super rare thing uh, for that to ever happen. And we I may have even gone there and didn't find it, I don't think, there. We eventually did find it, but it took like jumping from one place to the next on a weekend, like a Saturday or Sunday. And I distinctly remember you know, in the highway, because there was this New Jersey, you know, and to some degree, it still is like, is like one sort of little tiny strip mall after another on along, like connected by a bunch of highways. And we were going from there's this one route 17, we went all up and down that, 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 uh, that strip there, looking for stuff. And there was no way to find stuff at the time. It was exactly what happened in this movie, you would call, you would look in the phone book, and you would call, and you would say, do you have this in stock? He'd be like, no, we don't have that or whatever. And you'd go and you're like, oh, we just sold our last one. <laughs> she had a fur coat on. She's driving away right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's, that's I, I, can, I can relate to that. You know, that's I, awesome, I, dude. I definitely know my father can relate to that. He still, is, he, still, he still is like, I still remember driving all over looking for that fucking thing. Really? <laughs> exactly. What he said. That's awesome. And, and like. That's cool that you still have it, the exact one. Yeah. Still got like the fabric wings and everything. Still has awesome. the fabric wings. The paint is uh I've I think at some point I tried to like take a uh one of those markers, the <laughs> metallic markers and and fill in the paint, but I've just left it just as you know as it is it was then. So I can, you want- I, can t- I can tell. I, I carried it all over the place because the parts that are worn away yeah. are the legs. The so, chrome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to ask my mom. I wonder if she remembers any stories of like having to drag us around to find a thing specific. I can't remember if there was something it was Star Wars related, but um, 
Actually, I think it might have been Job of the Hut, but I'll have to ask. I um, think you've talked about some of that stuff. Yeah. On on uh, with the, sometimes the, sometimes my mom show Star Wars podcast. I I feel yeah. like talked about well stuff. you know like Obi when I did the Star Wars podcast with Obi, he had a, some really good stories about that. But yeah, every once in a while, my mom will be like, she'll be like, oh, I remember that. I remember yeah. having to go store to store to find that, and I'll have to ask her. Yes. Uh, but that's, that's cool, man. I mean, that doesn't happen anymore, you know? Right. Yeah. Doesn't, it just now doesn't. You can just go on the internet and be like, oh, we couldn't find it. Yeah. We'll just order it on Amazon or whatever. If they're interested in it at all, you know, yeah. like that's a huge if. Well, um, so my, my son for, for this Chris, Christmas, he, he's, he's made a list and he wants the Home Alone Lego set. Hell yeah, dude. That's cool. And you know what it is? Three hundred fucking dollars for that thing. Yeah, what is it? The house? It's the house. It's the actual house, which yeah. you know you can go visit and everything like that. So it's cool. Like it, it opens up and it's got the little rooms in there, and it's got the tree house and stuff like that. The sled. Man, did that just come out this year? Thousand pieces. Did and, that just come out? No, it's been out for a while, and I've looked on. It's even worse on eBay. Uh, it's it's like three hundred dollars is from Lego itself. Okay. So if you were to actually, you could go to the, I mean, I don't know, you could go to the Mall of America and there's a Lego store there, but it actually, they show as he's running through and like jumping over the Legos, it's actually there. There's still like, you can go play with the Legos there. And I guess you could get it there and it would be $300, but on eBay, it's like 400 or more. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like, why, why, like, why do you, you think, do you think, would your son finish it? Would he put it together? So last year, uh, uh, Santa, brought uh a winnie the pooh lego uh thing and it was uh and it was uh, we did it together it took about two weeks um he's a little too young to do some of it like the instructions you know can be kind of confusing it came with a big book um and uh now interestingly enough and this is a really annoying thing i find that, that they sometimes want to skimp on the book the instruction book so they they're like download this app and use it on an iPad or phone or something like that. That's BS. That's yeah. I hate that. Yeah, it's annoying. Really annoying. If you're gonna pay whatever it is for it, like print yeah. the damn book. But anyway, yeah. So we did that, and so if we did the same thing, like oh yeah, I, we, we would do it together. It would take probably a month or something like that to do sure. it. But he would do it. Yeah, I mean, we, he would not do it alone, but I think I will say I don't know. I know you don't care about this side of it, but. Like Lego sets, you know, they discontinue them after yeah. a year or less usually. Yeah. And, and they, then they, then the prices like multiply exponentially. Um, could, oh, maybe and that, why. and that home alone one, man, that's, if I, if I, if I was going to buy a new Lego set, that's a cool, that would be a cool one to have. Yeah. What did the Winnie the Pooh one cost? Uh, if you bought it new, it would have been a hundred dollars. Someone who who may or may not be me uh, uh, was decided to be a cheapskate and uh, got it for less, fully assembled, and, uh, <laughs> and without with the the box was open, it was fully assembled. And some yeah. some uh, somebody who was a very kind soul actually shipped it fully assembled, bubble wrapped, you know. And I think it was meant to be as like, oh, this is a collector. It was and it was seventy five bucks. And then the idiot who bought it. Uh, then had to spend the next hour or more assembling yeah. the whole thing. Jesus Christ. That's, that's, that's like a, that's a, 
that's a jingle all the way move right there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you know, was that worth $25? No, no, no. Lesson learned. <laughs> Lesson learned. So, uh, 300, I mean, you know, $300, I don't know. That's, that's like, oh, Christ, I don't know. Yeah, but, that's I mean, I mean, but I, but I, I'm, my point is that I think it would be worth it. I mean, yeah, if, if I mean, you, if you decided to go that route, that's cool. That's I a mean, cool one. If it lasts, you know, we, we, I mean, because it's not like he still has it assembled, like the Winnie the Pooh thing. We did it. He plays with it, you know, but, um, it was, it was, and it was, I have to say, like, it, both my wife and I helped with it. You know, we go, it's like, oh, let's do the, the Winnie the Pooh house. And then we did, we did it, you know, and it, it was, is it, is it worth that time? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's really what you're like, what are you really paying for? Like, I guess that's right. the theme of the movie, right? It's like, it, it's the toy, but what is it really, what are you really buying, right? You're buying like the imagination and the play and that all goes with it, right? And you're also, I think the movie tries to make a point, like it's, you know, Christmas is over commercialized. And da, 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 okay, that that's, yeah. But I think a kid's not necessarily going to appreciate that. The parents will. The kids will probably appreciate like, oh, I mean, this is a toy that you're going to get like, probably a whole lot of enjoyment from and that you know at best case scenario parent is thinking probably the same thing i got a couple of minutes peace now <laughs> and the kid goes plays at the door so well that's and that's the ultimate and that's the ending to the movie i mean that's the ultimate um takeaway you know he realizes what do i need this for when i've got my dad yeah exactly right i've got my family he gives the toy he gives the turbo man to sinbad um that puts I mean, it puts a heavy expectation on Arnold because now he's got to dress as like Turbo Man from time to time. That's <laughs> but, true, but uh, but it's 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 an awesome like he he gets the ultimate Christmas prize, you know, mm -hmm. like the kid does, and and it's one that also Arnold gets as a dad. Yeah. And you know, to relate it back to your Lego thing, it's like that's the that's Lego. You know, any parent can sit down and play with their kid with their GI Joes or the He-Mans or Transformers or whatever. But Lego is something different where it's like you guys spent a month building that together. That's yeah. That's yeah. worth pretty whatever, whatever cool. price tag, you know? Right. Uh, Even it's yeah. I mean, I, yeah. So, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Right. I mean, and that's, and you know, that's the, what, what he pulls out of the movie i love did you watch to the end with yes. the trailer the i was wondering if they were going to have post credits something at the end because i don't know if that was a, much of a thing then but they do and i love that they do Dude, this is like the first movie that had a post credit scene is it ever i think i mean i can't think of another one yeah you know and now that's the thing to do right all right yeah i love it i thought it was hilarious i thought yeah. that was what did well, you get well, me well, well, I won't, yeah yeah yeah, watch it. Watch go watch the movie. You'll you'll see what it is. But yeah. I thought that was great. It, it is great. It was great. And, then, and, and that was it, that was another. Ends. Did you see how it ends? Like it ends on the on the the uh, the. It's kind of like a freeze frame, but it's kind of like oh yeah, kind of like <laughs> wide eyed. Totally, it's great. Which he does at least I think three times in this movie. Yeah, the wide eyed yeah. stare. Like the the zoom in on his face, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, and that's something new for him. He doesn't yeah. do that. He doesn't do that in any other movies, even yeah. like his comedy ones. I don't think. Yeah. That and that's the director. That's that dude. Like, did a really, really good job with camera work, with performances, with yeah, 
just he nailed this movie and yeah. there was a lot of like detail and care thought put into this movie whereas nowadays you make a christmas movie you're you're leaning on the christmas theme to sell it rather than the makings of the movie mm-hmm. you know and he's definitely if nothing he's if nothing else he's definitely not a lazy director you know yeah, they did a great job yeah good choice adam i enjoyed it i'm glad man i, I love that it's your first time seeing it too that's yeah. awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> really cool and you know it's relatively new for me especially when you think about like a christmas story or home alone right which i've been watching my whole life i mean i've been watching you know home alone i remember s- sitting in the theater watching it that christmas mm-hmm. and i've been watching it a dozen or more times ever since every right. year so yeah um you know coming to this one as an adult it's cool to like oh shit to, to like relate to a movie Right, so well yeah. that that is older um but still maintains like its meaning for you right 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 Absolutely. relatability yeah and i think a lot of people have not seen this because for the same reasons like oh well just never just it it didn't have the impact culturally that home alone and those other movies had right. well you should give it a you should give it a watch yeah. Yeah, definitely give it a watch. It's a good good, definitely good Christmas movie. Or probably any time of the year, really. But definitely. It's a good good Christmas movie. So uh you'll you'll well, by the time this is released, uh it'll it'll be almost Christmas probably or close to it or right around it. So happy holidays. If you celebrate Christmas, uh if you uh or whatever you celebrate whatever you do you know i didn't i didn't really grow up with, with a whole lot of in the, in the way of christmas but you, you take whatever you can from it and, if nothing uh, else it's it's a solid schwarzenegger movie it's got yeah, all his absolutely. action and all his one-liners yeah. All in there. yeah so adam where where, where can uh, folks go to go to find more of your stuff uh i design toys at ac toy design on instagram but lately i've been trying to put more effort or time into my drawing stuff my art uh, which is ac draw stuff on instagram um you can find all my links on either of those accounts and that's what i do artistically yeah, i predict i, I predict uh, sometime in the next year i don't uh, sometime in the future i predict that there will be either a drawing or a uh, a figure of someone from this film a turbo man <laughs> challenge hey. ex- challenge accepted yeah That's yeah awesome. I think be a- <laughs> i've always wanted to make like a you know a six inch Mar- like marvel legend style turbo man i just haven't had the time but one of these days i will definitely i, I think it would be cool if you could you could make it like you know where he takes off his his little helmet thing and then there's arnold's you know yeah a, a generic is it this is turbo that- man i just noticed like it's absolutely Schwarzenegger's likeness. No, that's like that's it's not, that's it's not exact because they, yeah, they couldn't be exact. do that. But yeah. it's it's right there. Like that's hilarious. It's totally him. Yeah. James, yeah. I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. That's so awesome. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah thanks for thanks for having me on. This was absolutely this is one of my favorites. I'm glad we got to watch it, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So you'll find links to Adam's stuff in the show notes. Check him out on Patreon uh give him a like give him a support help him buy some christmas presents <laughs> awesome christmas turkey christmas <laughs> goose yeah we'll go towards my christmas goose there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right man good talking to you yeah man merry christmas absolutely you. you too 
Hey, a couple last minute things before you go. Thanks for listening to this show. If you liked it, you can find many more on the website 13thhr.wordpress.com or on your favorite podcasting platform. You can often find behind the scenes information about this show and other things that I do on social media, such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You'll see links to those in the show notes. Sometimes people will ask me, how can I help contribute to the show or other things that, that I do? And probably one of the easiest ways is by going over to Facebook and looking up the Facebook group called 13th Hour Arts. And it's a place for not only to discuss these kinds of things, but also for you to share your own creative process and the things that you're doing that bring meaning to your life. You can also do things that are entirely free, such as leaving a review for a book, music, this particular podcast, share it with friends, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, email me, W-R-I-T-E-J-O-S-H-U-A-B-L-U-M at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions and comments. You can also leave a one-time donation over at Coffee, and that's K-O-F-I slash 13THHR. It's basically like a virtual tip jar, kind of like the sort of thing like a piano player might have at a bar or something like that. For a small amount, you can also leave a donation on a monthly basis at Patreon, and that helps bring new things to this particular show and to support future projects. And that's at 13th Hour Arts. It's also a place for patrons to share their own creative process and the things that bring inspiration and meaning to them. I hope by sharing a little bit of the creative process in this particular show, it gets people to cultivate that aspect of their own life and to remember that those things are important, even if you are an adult and you may not have time for it. Hopefully by paying attention to those aspects of your own life, you remember your own dreams and aspirations and help create a world and make a world that you want to be in. And at the end of the day, that's sort of what the 13th hour is about. So thanks as always for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.